is coming up now on Established in the Faith. My friend, when you share the gospel, that is what makes the devil mad. I love making the devil mad. He's mad because we're doing damage to his kingdom. Oh, and I like doing damage. I'm like an elephant in a china store. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Kings. The book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19, beginning in verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah. And he left his servant there, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Elijah's journey into the wilderness. Elijah's journey into the wilderness. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to stand before the people and to minister your word. Lord, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice right now. And Lord, I realize there are many needs. And Lord, I realize this morning that only you can meet those needs. Lord, I ask you today to anoint me to rightly divide the word of truth. Lord, anoint your people to hear and receive and be edified and drawn closer to you, deeper into your word. Lord, help us to be led more by your Spirit, and I'll ask it all in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen, and Amen. For the first time in three and a half years, it's raining throughout all the land of Israel. And Ahab walks into his palace, grabs a towel, dries himself off, 
puts on some dry clothes, sits down in his easy chair, and in walks Jezebel. And she says, I see my prophets got it to rain today. And Ahab said, well, not exactly. Well, what do you mean, not exactly? What happened? And verse 1 tells us that Ahab began to tell Jezebel all that Elijah had done. He told her how that Elijah made fun of her prophets as they leaped upon the altar and danced and shouted and cried unto Baal and cut themselves with knives and lances till the blood gushed out. Elijah made fun of them because there was no fire. This went on for hours, half a day at least. Nothing. No fire. He told her how that Elijah repaired the broken down altar of the Lord and dug a trench all the way around it, saturated the whole thing with water, water running everywhere, even filled up the trench. And how he prayed to Jehovah God and the fire fell upon that altar and licked up all the water. He told Jezebel how that all of this happened in the sight of the people, and the people said, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. And they turned their backs on those 450 prophets of Baal, and they listened to Elijah. He told Jezebel how Elijah prayed. For it the rain. And as they sat there in their living room, you could hear the rain falling outside, coming down in copious streams. The trees with their boughs turned toward heaven, gulping down that life-giving flow. The roots of the trees are drinking it in. The grass would start growing again. The flowers would start blooming again, giving the landscape its beautiful color. The farmers could get out and plant their crops now. And thousands of people would be saved from the famine. Friend, let me tell you, that is a type of what the Holy Spirit can do. The rain is a type of the Holy Spirit of God. Church, we need a moving of the Holy Spirit. God, pour out your Spirit in our midst. Oh, that God would give us a desire to drink in His presence, to gulp down His presence, to be in His presence. That we would lift our hands toward heaven and ask God to move. I want to see the flowers bloom in the church again. I want to see the flowers bloom in this country again. But it's a drought. It's a famine. I'm sick and tired of coming to church and people sit here with your faces along. You can eat oats out of a half-inch gas pipe. 
You sit here this morning with doom and gloom and agony on me. Some of you upset this morning because your team lost last night. Somebody asked me this morning and said, who are you pulling for? I'm pulling for the Lord Jesus Christ because he never loses. The Lord Jesus Christ, he never loses. I'm on the winning team. You're on the winning team. You ought to have a smile on your face this morning. Because when Jesus Christ died on Calvary, he hit the goal. Glory to God. He won the victory. He didn't win it for himself. He won it for you. And this morning, you are an overcomer. You are victorious because of what Jesus did at Calvary. Oh, that God would pour out his spirit. And there would be smiling faces in the church today. All of that is a type of the Holy Spirit. Only the Spirit of God can bring about the change that we need. Only the Spirit of God can bring souls back into the church. Just as that rain fell and ended the famine and thousands of lives were saved, if we will ask God to pour out His Spirit, people will get saved again. Less people are getting saved right now than ever before in the history of the church. And it's a sad commentary on the church. And if you've got your faith in me, your faith is misplaced. If your faith is in the original free will Baptist, your faith is misplaced. If your faith is in the church of God, if your faith is in the Pentecostal holiness, if your faith is in the Methodist, if your faith is in anything else other than Jesus Christ and Him crucified and the Spirit of God moving through Him by what He did, your faith is misplaced. Only God... And the moving of His Holy Spirit can bring about the change that we need to see happening in our churches. That's it. You can't do it. I can't do it. The only thing we can do is get out of the flesh and get out of the way and let God have His way. The rain was falling. Some good things were happening and about to happen. But you know, Jezebel, she didn't care about all of that. All she cared about was her false prophets. We got people in Washington right now. They don't care about you. All they care about is the power and how much money they going to get? The profits. That's all Jezebel had on her mind. She asked Ahab. Never mind the rain was falling and everything was about to change for the good. Where are my profits? He said, darling, they're all dead. What do you mean they're all dead? He said, Suge, there was nothing I could do. The fire of God fell upon the altar. There's no doubt in this world it was Jehovah God. 
The people were screaming, Jehovah, He is God. Jehovah, He is God. Elijah said, don't let, don't let one of them escape. Kill them all. I'm sorry, Shug, but your prophets are dead. All of them? Yep. All 450 prophets took them down by the brook, killed them all. And boy, was she ever more mad about that. Let me tell you something this morning. The devil gets mad too. How many of you in here today, how many of you listening by radio, the internet, CD, how many of you would just like to make the devil mad? Well, let me tell you how to do it. When you support the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, now before I finish that, let, let me help you a little bit. Let me tell you what the gospel is because we've drifted so far off of our foundation today. We've forgotten what the gospel is. If a preacher is standing over television, the internet, or, or YouTube, or whatever, Facebook, and he's telling you how to get rich, that is not the gospel. It's rich, but it ain't the gospel. He that has an ear, let him hear. If he's telling you how to be a better you, that's not the gospel. If he's telling you that, that I'm okay and you're okay and all you've got is some psychological defects, and if you'll take these 12 steps and do them for 21 days, then your problems will go away. That's not the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the story of Jesus Christ, how he lived a perfect life, how he died on Calvary's cross, how he was buried in a tomb and rose from the dead on the third day, and he's standing by the Father today interceding for you and I. And if you blow it, if you mess up, if you sin, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That, my friend, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And when you support the gospel, when you share the gospel, and my friend, that's what we preach here at Friendship, Jesus Christ and Him crucified when you take one of those CDs back there and you place it into the hands of a lost man out here in the world and they listen to it I know some of them lay around on the dashboard of the car I realize that but there are some who will stick it in and they'll listen to it and the spirit of God starts to move the spirit of God starts to tug on that heart brother Jimmy's got a testimony of that this week God said his word would not come back void unto him. 
Oh, my friend, when you share the gospel, when you support the gospel with your finances, that is what makes the devil mad. Oh, and let me tell you, I love making the devil mad. He's mad because we're doing damage to his kingdom. Oh, and I like doing damage. I'm like an elephant in a china store. How many of you want to make the devil mad? How many of you have made the devil mad? If the devil ain't bothering you, that's because you ain't made him mad and you ain't doing anything. Heard a lady one time say, the devil ain't bothering me. Preacher said, lady, you need to get up here at this altar and pray through and get saved. Because if the devil ain't bothering you, then you ain't got nothing he wants. It's time for the church to start causing some real damage to the kingdom of darkness. By supporting the gospel and praying. Praying. Binding up some of these stupid decisions that are coming out of Washington and asking God to move upon our leadership to make good decisions that are in the best interest of the country and in the best interest of the gospel. That's how you pray for the leadership that is over you. Go on, brother. I hear you blowing that horn out there. Make the devil mad. But let me warn you, when you make the devil mad, you become a target of his lies. Let me say it again. When you support the gospel, when you share the gospel, and you do damage to Satan's kingdom, it makes him mad. And you become a target of his lies. Look at verse 2, 1 Kings 19, verse 2. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, You killed my prophets, and by this time tomorrow you're going to be dead. Satan will tell you any lie that he can get you to believe. That's the problem in America today. We believe a lie. There's too many people watching CNN and NBC and CBS and all of the mainstream media networks, and, and they're believing the lies. A lot of our problems today is because we believe a lie. Satan tells you that you have sinned too much. He tells you that God's not going to forgive you. He tells you that you're not going to make it. You've done too bad. He tells you you're going to lose your house, you're going to lose your car, you're going to go bankrupt. He tells you that spot they found on your head, your toe or cheek or something is cancer and you're going to die. He tells you that your children are going to die lost and go to hell. He'll tell you any lie 
that he can get you to believe. Stop living your life according to the devil's lies. Stop listening to that messenger of Jezebel and start living your life according to what the Word of God says. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Stop living your life according to the lies of Jezebel and start living your life according to what the Word of God says. The Word of God says I'm blessed. The Word of God says that you are the head and not the tail. The Word of God says that by His stripes we are healed. The Word of God says that He'll forgive us of our sins when we come to Him and we confess them. The Word of God says that my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. The Word of God says that He's got me in His hand. And let me tell you something today, God's grip won't slip. Glory to God. That's what the book says. Live your life according to what God's Word says, not what the devil tells you. Keep praying for that lost loved one. Keep praying over that job situation. Keep praying over your health. Keep praying over our church. Keep praying over our church. Pray for the Spirit of God to fall. He said in the last days, He's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. This church is not going down. We're not going to be dragged through the mud. We are a victorious church, washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's what the book says. Live your life by what the Word says. Stand on this book. Sleep with this book. Read this book. I had somebody tell me just this week, been living for God for years. They've entered into a dark time in their life. Depressed, hopeless, things not going right. They come to the end of themselves and they turn to God and said, Lord, please, you got to help me. And they begin to read the Word in just a few days' time. And they told me this just this week. They said, All my life I've been playing church. I thought the Bible was antiquated. It was outdated. But for the first time in my life, after reading, and I mean, they weren't reading the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They were reading Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. I mean, when was the last time you read Leviticus? And the light of God's love shined down in their hearts and the hope started to come back into their hearts. And they told me this week that for the first time in their life they can relate to what the Bible says. Sometimes we have to go through some things. God has to bring us to a place we don't pray as we ought to, so sometimes God allows difficult circumstances to get us to pray to Him more. 
Stop listening to the devil's lies. Start living your life according to what God's Word says. All right. Why did Jezebel send a messenger to Elijah? I mean, if she was going to kill him, why warn him? She had the resources. She had a hundred, five hundred, maybe a thousand soldiers. She could have sent any one of them, any number of them, go kill Elijah. They could have went to his house, snuck up on him and killed him. No warning whatsoever. So why did she send a messenger? I'm going to kill you. Why? Come on back next week and I'll tell you. Today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.